every youngster here on the Michigan team has dreamt of the day that he someday would play on a championship team and come to the Rose Bowl and play in the granddaddy of them all. Hello all, we're back with Divine Intervention, second podcast of the week here to preview Purdue and Michigan. Derek Devine, Craig Compton. Craig, the last time Purdue played Michigan was in 2012, October 6. What was the score of that game? <laughs> oh boy, that's a great question. 2012? Uh... I was at a wedding. That's not going to help you. I was at a wedding. No. I was at a reception watching it on my phone and... Yeah, got in trouble for doing that, but it was worth it. Uh, 35 31. 35 to 31 is Craig's guess, and he is wrong. The <laughs> final Shocker. score of that game was 44 to 13. Ah. Denard Robinson passed for a touchdown, rushed for 235 yards, Ooh. a mark that let him officially set the quarterback rushing record with 3,900 at that point. Craig, I know you don't want to do a wow. threat quarterback, but this is the reason I do. Fitz Tucson has two scores. Thomas Rawls has score, and Devin Gardner had a receiving touchdown. Is that not a blast from the past? That's a blast from the past for sure. Well, that was at Ross Aid Stadium. It's been a while. It's it's pretty uh, spectacular that it's been that long since Michigan and Purdue have played. Ross Aid isn't the the greatest uh, environment. It's not a not a very tough road venue, I guess you could say. No offense to the Boilermakers and fans. Uh, Michigan will travel well to that, I'd assume. Uh, but it is the Wolverines' first true road game this year, uh, and it's a good one to start with. I think it's a Purdue team who's looking to prove a lot uh, and a Michigan team who's young and also looking to prove a lot. Uh, so I would say that this is a good opportunity. Craig, initial thoughts of, of Michigan traveling to Purdue this weekend? I'm a little worried, and I have been since before the season even started. I know that there's some growing concern. I think Michigan came out as maybe a 10-point favorite um, this week. And so maybe some other people are jumping on that. Uh, but I've been worried since this summer just because it's Michigan's first, I mean, technically first road game. I guess they they did play in, in Texas the first game. But first true road game, I guess. And it just kind of has a, a trap game feel. I mean, Purdue has been so bad for however long and Michigan is a top 10 team going on the road playing a game in the middle of the afternoon uh, I, I don't know Purdue's Purdue's on the up and up I think that their fans are gonna you talk about it being maybe not the the craziest venue but I think their fans are gonna bring an extra pressure to the Michigan team yeah, so if you if you travel in there, and Michigan basketball obviously plays at Purdue or plays Purdue a little bit more recently than the football team has, that's a tough venue on the road uh, when, you're, when you're in the basketball arena. Not so much with the football stadium, but I do think that Purdue fans are excited. Uh, two and one, they're coming off a huge victory against Missouri uh, where they beat Mizzou at Mizzou 35-3. Uh, obviously looking good on offense, uh, playing their best game defensively as well, uh, which I would say is probably their weak point. But Michigan's offense is Michigan's weak point. So it'll be a, a good contest, a great defense against a good offense, and I would say uh, an average offense against an average defense. So I would say Michigan has the advantage. It seems like a game they should win, but you never know, especially after looking at the first three weeks and what exactly the Wolverines will bring to the field now come Saturday. Yeah, it's it's got one of those feels of a game where you say Michigan should win this, and 
when I think about a prediction for the game, it, it's one of those games that I want to just say, oh, Michigan's just going to right the ship here and they're going to roll something like 42-7. to seven. But it's that exact thought that makes me think, ah, maybe not. Maybe this is actually going to be a, a close game right into the finish. So I don't know. We'll have to see. And we talked earlier this week, your, your predictions have been pretty spot on. Mine have been off. I've been uh, hoping and predicting some big victories. So I'm sure now that I'll probably predict this to be a closer game, uh, Michigan could run away. Uh, I hope that is the case. But, I mean, Jeff Brom in his first year, he has the Boilermakers uh, showing life. Uh, and David Blau, who started last week, that was his first official start of the season, uh, is really playing, especially last week, uh, like it's his job and that he doesn't want to lose the job. They do use a two-quarterback system, but Blau uh, looks the best, especially last week. Leads all Big Ten quarterbacks, completing 76% of his passes, uh, six touchdowns, 600 yards. And one of the things we talked about going into the season, Craig, uh, and kind of have moved on from uh, because they haven't been tested all that much, is the Michigan secondary. Uh, what do you see in this game, and, and do you think that Purdue comes out and throws? I know that Jeff Brom has said they wish they could throw every play. They're not to that point yet, so obviously uh, Michigan will have to stop both the run and pass. But are you worried about uh, Blau and, and what, the, what the quarterback brings to the field uh, against Michigan's defense? I'm worried to the extent of if Michigan's offense doesn't get things rolling by the start of the second quarter, this could be a close game the entire time. Uh, because I I don't think you want to leave a team like this hanging around for long because if they hang around, they could end up beating you. And I think if I'm Purdue, I'm coming out and I'm throwing the ball 98% of the time this week. Uh, you've got a young secondary, a talented secondary, but – a young secondary that we've seen have miscommunication problems in the three games this year. And I think even your your running game isn't going to be the traditional running game this week. There might be some end-arounds. There might be some, some read options or some quick screen passes. Um, something to get the, the running backs involved, but not your, your traditional run between the tackles because who wants to run into the Michigan line and even their linebackers? So in 2012, Michigan wasn't the best team, definitely not as good as I think they even are uh, this year. Purdue is probably much worse as well, but uh, the, the rushing game really worked the last time, and Michigan only had to pass for 105 yards. Do you think that Michigan can get by with just the rushing attack on offense, assuming they play good defense, of course, and kind of a uh, subpar game from Wilton Spade again? I think they could get by with that. I don't I don't think they will. I think they want to be that balanced team that we've seen these these first three weeks and even last year and the year before. Uh, but at the same time, I think this is a week where Michigan really starts to open up the playbook. Um, I think they start letting Wilton Spate sling it a little bit more, which I know me saying that just made a, a ton of people cringe. Um, but I think they, they open it up and let him sling the ball around a little bit more. Obviously, having Tariq Black not there this week is going to hurt. Some guys are going to have to step up. Um, but at the same time, we saw Ty Isaac get banged up. Not sure if he's going to play this week. Everything I've read says he should be okay, but what does that actually mean? So I think I think they will run the ball, but I think Wilton Spate will have his first decently good game of the year. And I hope so. I mean, it's, it's overdue, and I think that – uh, one thing that really makes the fans happy is running away with this one on the road. 
Uh, I think a win obviously is satisfying uh, to some extent, but yes, I think more than anything, seeing Wilton Spate uh, kind of be Wilton Spate of, of mid-season form last year would be helpful. And I think that Purdue uh, and Jeff Brown want Michigan to have to beat them through the air. Uh, they know that they are a physical team, and they know that the run game has worked for them so far this season, especially with the way Ty Isaac's been playing. His status at this point in the week, uh, when we recorded this, unknown, so we'll see uh, how that plays out. But I think that, obviously, the running game looks better than the passing game, but I agree. I think that this is a perfect game for Wilton Spade to kind of uh, turn it on, and I do think that I've been saying it two weeks in a row now, but I mean it more than ever this time that it's really kind of it's this game or, or maybe turn a different way, and that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, nothing against Wilton Spate as a quarterback, but if he cannot perform in this game, which could be an offensive shootout, uh, especially with how Purdue's going to pass, Michigan's going to need to keep pace. Uh, I would say that Wilton Spate needs to have a pretty good game, and if he doesn't, and, and with the off chance that he has a very bad game, uh, I think that Michigan might turn a different direction, uh, uh, even if we don't know who that may be right now. So. Any last thoughts or, or predictions on, on something that you think we will see or, or hope to see uh, outside of Wilton Spade and obviously some defensive play? Uh, well, I think the defense overall is going to be a pretty good unit again. I think that there will be a few big plays where there's just some blown coverage, um, some miscommunication that will lead to a Purdue touchdown. And on the flip side, like I said, I think Michigan will air the ball out. I think they'll let Wilton Spade loose a little bit. Um, which will lead to some big plays, but also some big plays for Purdue. Uh, I don't know. I like I said, I want to predict this being a blowout for Michigan, but I just I can't bring myself to do that. I think Michigan has a a, a great chance of winning, and obviously, anytime you can force turnovers, that's going to be the case. But I think Michigan will get in there and cause some havoc. Uh, not only play well defensively, but but force uh, both quarterbacks to feel uncomfortable. Uh, obviously good at doing that, especially with a guy like Rashawn Gary, Devin Bush, who seemed to, to get inside all the time. And, and also I think that special teams play. Uh, now it's already to the point. Uh, Diamond Peoples-Jones was relieved of his duties against Cincinnati, comes back against Air Force, and takes one to the house. People might start avoiding kicking to him now, uh, which obviously uh, greater error for bad kicks at that point, which could lead to good field position for Michigan. So, do, Derek, do you think with the, the injury to Tariq Black that Donovan Peoples-Jones may not be the punt returner now because of uh, maybe having an expanded role in the offense? I don't think they'll relieve his duties there just because of uh, the success that he had. I mean, there were, there were obviously blocks in that return, but that was his vision. Uh, and, yeah, it kind of opened up like the Red Sea there uh, at, in the middle of the play, but that was a good play on his part. I've always said that the reason he was back there early in the season was because he's too dangerous to leave off the field. I think that he is a starting receiver now. I think that he sees more reps. Like I said, two receptions uh, last game uh, is helpful, 52 yards on those two receptions. I think he'll still be back there because I, I don't think it's too much for him to handle. I could be wrong, and you could see Grant Perry back there. Uh, I think either way, uh, special teams are going to play a very important part. Uh, obviously, Quinn Nordine's going to need to come through on the road in his first true road game. Had no problem uh, kicking at AT&T Stadium. Uh, it, it minus the last two there, he hit a, hit a huge 50-yarder, which helps. So I would say that special teams and defense are probably the most important in this game. But obviously, like we talked about, 
the more the offense can do to relieve that defense of having to keep the Wolverines in the game, uh, the better the better game this is for Michigan and, and obviously the better result. Well, Craig, that's going to wrap up our shows for this week. We look forward to hopefully watching a Michigan win on the road at Purdue. Remember, the last time they played was 2012, so uh, we'll be talking about this one for a while. Uh, hopefully a similar result as last time. Last time, 44-13. to There is no Denard Robinson this time around, uh, but maybe we'll see a record-breaking performance in another area.